0: ESPN Honolulu brings you On Point with Artie Wilson. Brought to you by Ultimate Innovations, Artie Wilson & Associates, Hawaii State Federal Credit Union, and the Kahala Clinic for Children and Family.
1: Aloha and welcome to the show. Happy Friday to everyone. And as always, I'm hoping that you're having a fantastic week. Looking forward to a good weekend. Your weekend will be better than Ime Udoka. Uh, the coach from the Boston Celtics. He's lost his team for a year, and most likely, most likely, he might not be back with the Celtics uh, after further discovery and investigation. Uh, it is not a, a good day for Coach the coach of the Boston Celtics. I mean, I have a, a kind of a personal interest in him because he went to one of my rival high schools in Portland, Oregon, Jefferson, and he's from the the northeast or the north side of Portland. I grew up on the northeast side, and he had uh, a number of... Uh, Northeast Portland guys on his staff and uh, wow this is, this is shocking to me and uh, also very disappointing I, I don't know what's going to end up being the end result but if I were to think about it I would think he, he is probably uh, done in Boston as a coach now They're saying one-year suspension, subject to further action. Uh, They're discovering things. Consensual relationship, but maybe it was, maybe it wasn't consensual. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the particulars. I don't think any of us here in Hawaii would know what the real deal is, but I do know there are issues and there are problems, and they were... Serious enough that they chose to suspend a coach. I think that was almost on a on a, a path to absolute success and greatness as a coach with a team that responded to him, that bought into him, that 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 respected him. Now they're going to be a team without a a leader. And that's going to be tough for the Boston Celtics. That made Philadelphia, uh, that made Cleveland, that made Miami, that made all of those teams, Milwaukee, all I mean, that made all of those teams from the Eastern Conference much better because it's going to be tough without your leader to, to perform at the level the Celtics were looking to f- perform at it's uh it's unfortunate again he's uh you know i i don't bury a guy unless i hear more of the specifics and there's some confirmation of some things but clearly um the organization took a very strong stance and and uh it's hard for me it's hard for me to understand a one-year suspension if it's a consensual relationship between two adults. Now, I know there's people say, well, well, you have a an employee handbook and this, that, and the other. Well, you know, these are grown... I mean, these are adults. And and if there's a, an agreement between the parties, you know, and it's outside of the work, and, and you're not a, a direct... Uh, supervisor of a person. I mean, there are so many circumstances that we could talk about and get into. There's no excuse, though. And for Ime, brother, you got Nia Long. You you've got a queen at home. I'm not sure what you're looking for, but clearly, I mean, his his life, which was was going wonderfully well, has just got blown up. And he's possibly lost his career and his job at the Celtics. And he's got to go home and try and clean up his house because he's going to have some real family issues going forward trying to make things come back um, together. It's its a tough situation for him. I don't feel, I, I feel bad for him. Um, when the Celtics say they'll make a determination at a later time about the future, that determination, I think, has already been made. And and, uh, it's hard for me to imagine that a year from now they're going to come back and say, now we're welcoming back our coach. I mean, they might, but Boston is is not... I'm not sure if it's uh, that kind of friendly place that you you can welcome someone back. It'll be interesting to see. I feel bad for him. I wish him uh, some peace because he's going to need it going forward. But he has Nia Long. Nia Long is sweet. Now, I don't, you know, no one's in their house. No one knows, I mean, how that whole deal works out, but they've got a child together. They were engaged. Uh, She seemed to be very supportive. But it's been a, it was a long-standing relationship, supposedly, from what I'm, I'm getting between, between the coach and a staff member. Uh, what happened to the staff member? Have we heard anything? Is the staff member still employed uh, at the Celtic organization? Did the staff member get relieved of her duties? Or, or what's the deal with that? I'm just putting it out there. I have no idea. Anyway, enough on uh, the Boston Celtics. We have issues here in Honolulu, Hawaii, and we have issues for sure at the University of Hawaii in this state when it comes to the stadium. What next? The governor. I, I I thought the governor was kind of on sabbatical. I mean, I had not seen the governor for a long time. I mean, am I the only one? Tanner, had you seen the governor? I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble, but had, had, had you seen the governor until just three days ago or so?
2: I haven't seen much from uh, Mr. Ige, but, you know, if we're going to be talking about a stadium, I will say at first when the first news broke out, when he said that they was going in a different direction, I got to say, I, like, I felt that ball in my stomach drop. It's like, oh, no. For doing this now, when he's got three months left at a job and he's just going to change direction. But then yesterday kind of puts hope, you know. Maybe there's something new, a new relationship can form between the stadium and the University of Hawaii. I don't know, maybe, if you want to fill in everyone what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know the particulars, but who at the University of Hawaii, is qualified to lead... I mean, who would be qualified at the University of Hawaii to lead a three hundred and fifty million to $400 million project to build a stadium, a world-class stadium? I, I, I mean, what have we seen at the University of Hawaii... In the history of the University of Hawaii, that would that would make us think that in the last month or two of Governor Ege's um, position being the governor, that someone has risen to a position that they can take a three hundred and fifty or four hundred million dollar project and make it work for the state. I I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Not that the state can't do some things right but man I'm I, I just want to know more I want to know more um, information I mean I, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting the next three weeks when they say they're gonna have more information uh, shared um, but I, I'm not sure who at the University of Hawaii is one qualified, to lead a 350 or 400 million dollar development project that this is not TC Ching field this is this is a project that should be world class it should be state of the art it should be an entertainment sports venue that can stand alone if there's no activities in the actual stadium so you need to have some great support around it. Um, I'm not talking about building homes and that type of thing to try and address some of the problems that we have in this state when it comes to housing. I'm talking about a sports entertainment complex that can stand alone and be still vibrant and, and productive and make sense even if there's no lights on in the stadium that there's still going to be life around that complex where people go and they have dinner and they have have activities and they do things. Are we thinking that there's someone at the University of Hawaii in the athletic department or in the administration that is qualified and capable to, to take the leadership in that regard? Unless there's someone up there that I have yet to meet, I'm not sure... I mean, and that's nothing against anybody up there. That's basically just saying a four hundred million dollar project. I, that's just that's just hard for me to to get, hard for me to get. So um, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, um, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I'm always an optimist. I'm always looking at the the glasses half full. But in this case, I'm not sure, and I'm not. Uh, I need to know more. I need to know more. Uh, give us a call. Give me your thoughts. 808-296-1420 is the number. 808-296-1420 being the number. Let's take our first break and then change horses real quick. We'll get moments with Miano. Let's let's do this. Let's, let's uh, take a break, come back and give Rich Miano a few moments to talk about Hawaii's football prospects against New Mexico State, which... Should be very good. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Let's go out to the, the airwaves and talk with uh, our football man, the guy who knows the game. Moments. A few moments. You got some time today with Rich Miano. What's up, coach? How you doing? Good morning, already Doing great. Are you ready for some
0: football? Yeah, you know, I've been ready for football for a long time, bro. And, um, yeah, I I just, you know, when football season's not happening, it's like I can't, I'm more lethargic. I don't have as much pep in my step. I feel like I am 60 years old. When Football comes around now. The youth, the invigoration is uh, back in, in a big way.
1: Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, football. I mean, football on a national level is exciting. Football in the NFL. You you can't wait for you know Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday Sunday night games. And then there's uh football, which we are now one in three um, entering into a game that, gosh, I saw something on ESPN. Some somebody posted this is going to be the pillow pillow game I mean it was it wasn't it wasn't a a complimentary um, description of what's going on at at UH but these are this is going to be a game of pitting two of the weaker teams in in the conference or in, in college football this year in New Mexico State and University of Hawaii it makes you sad for me it makes it kind of hurts to hear the university talked about on a national level in that regard. And in Hawaii, we still have hope because we, we still want to believe that Timmy can turn this thing around and it's only been four games and give me your thoughts entering the game tomorrow. I mean, is it, it should be a winnable ball game, but they still need to go up there and perform and it's on the road.
0: Yeah. Artie, and, and I, you know, I want to sound optimistic, but at the same time, what you just mentioned to me is what, where the state is very complicit in the demise of this program. When you talk about New Mexico State University, they were actually, their locker rooms were like 10th last year. They have horrible facilities. They're always ranked 131st or 130th, uh, the worst FBS uh, teams in the country. And when you look at Hawaii, the pride in this state, the difference is we have great football players. We have great pride. We have, um, you know, obviously uh, good high school football. We have guys in the NFL that make this state proud. There's so much to be optimistic about. But when you look at the University of Hawaii, you look at a place that has a 9,000-seat stadium. You look at a place that has no performance center. You look at a place that has no nutritional uh, benefits for the kids, and it's, You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, New Mexico State just got a $15 million new locker room, and you look around the Mountain West because we do the games on the road, and you see what these other schools in our own conference, not Pac-12, not SEC, not Big Ten, not Big 12, and then you realize that this state is not invested in football at the level it needs to be, and that's at the college level because we do not have a professional team. So it's hard to continue to watch this program's demise when there's so many people complicit in it from facilities to state government, to funding, to, to so many things, because I know this state wants a great football program and I know how it responds when it has one, because I've been part of that.
1: Right. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, you said it's not, it's not one, it's a number of sectors that have failed this, uh, this university and, and the football program. They haven't done a lot to help themselves. In some regards, because of the hires made and and the culture that was developed, now there's a new culture that's being being developed, and and uh, you know we just hope there's there's time to turn things around. But they they they're playing the right team tomorrow in in the regards because New Mexico State is not a great football team, and they are over. They have not won a game. They've not come close to winning a game, and I'm just hopeful that Hawaii goes up there and at least gets this win. I mean, it would be horrible for the University of Hawaii to come back with a loss against New Mexico
0: State. Yeah, you know, Artie, this is a deal where, you know, New Mexico State is uh, a two-point favorite, I think, with the opening. And that's almost embarrassing because I remember when Alex Green, I think, rushed for 365 yards against those guys. And they're like a 1AA football team, football facilities, uh, not even conference affiliation. But at the same time, we're in a total rebuild because of what happened with Todd Graham and what happened in the past. And I think most of this population supports Timmy Chang, supports, the uh, you know, his hiring because obviously they wanted June Jones and that didn't happen for inexplicable reasons. But the hiring of Todd Graham set this program back at least, I would say, five to ten years. Yeah,
1: no, no question. It was a five year. Set back and it will take time. The, the hard thing is living through the next few months or years with the program on the rebuild, and, it, and it's difficult to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel because, you know, people talk about Timmy Chang and, and you know, people want Timmy to have success. Okay, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a groundswell of support locally, and, and people are, are behind Timmy trying to help him have success. But we don't know what, what Timmy's upside really is. We don't know what Timmy's, you know, we say, well, Timmy Chang's program, we gotta get, he's got to get his people in for his program. Well, what is his program? We we don't have a history well, of that. We don't know. I mean, we know he played in the run and shoot. We know he coached at Nevada. We know he, he coached at a predominantly black school uh for one season. But I couldn't I couldn't tell you what Timmy Chang's program is. Okay, and, and uh we don't know because it's it's very new.
0: Well, I think we're hopefully gonna see the vision of Timmy Chang starting this week in terms of he went live pretty much on Tuesday and talked about the people of Hawaii will recognize uh, the new offensive twist, which essentially is saying we're going to do some run-and-shoot concepts. I know Timmy wants to do run-and-shoot concepts, and I think he's second-guessing his offensive coordinator not having the run-and-shoot concepts uh, involved, not throwing the ball vertically, not having a touchdown touchdown pass and 167 throws, not, not having a, a pass completion over 31 yards. You know, it's... What you when you watch football now, or you can go back to Dick Tomey days and maybe have two backs and run lead and power and punt the ball and win thirteen to ten, and you know people would be okay with that. But nowadays, with the you know inception of pylon and, and uh, seven on seven and, and the throwing of the football and the rule changes and everything else, people expect four to five hundred yards passing. they expect thirty to forty to fifty points, and they expect excitement. And they have not seen that at the University of Hawaii. And I think Timmy felt that and was going to ride with Ian Shoemaker. But I think there's been a change of direction. And I'm hoping we see some of that with the Jalen Waffles, with the Chucky Hines, with the Nick you know, some of these young receivers that maybe can stretch the field. And, uh, you know, Pinocchi's gone for the year. So they're going to have to get the pass game caught up with the running game. Because to be quite honest, the running game ain't that bad. I, I like the offensive line. I like the four running backs in that stable. But this is the most anemic throwing football team in maybe the history of college football, other than triple option teams. But they got a chance to redeem themselves and this is where you start against a team that's 0-4, probably the worst team in the FDS.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean they've played they if they get this win tomorrow and let's all hope that they get this win, that will be two wins against two teams that aren't real good. But you know what? At this point in time, we'll take those two wins because The alternative is really disappointing and sad. So we need to get this wing tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Artie, and and I'll say this about this conference right now, and you can go through their records against FCS teams. This is maybe the weakest conference in the Mountain West Conference in maybe at least 10 years. years, So Hawaii can just somehow start playing better and get four, five, six wins this season and get some momentum for Timmy Chang. The thing that's bothering me now, Artie, is the state now is saying that they're going to let the University of Hawaii control Aloha Stadium Entertainment Complex or oh. development. You remember now, this is the same university that couldn't build a softball stadium and couldn't see home plate. So I'm really worried about the University of Hawaii in charge of anything at this point. And I thought the public-private partnership, at least you'll have private partners that have a vested interest that know how to develop and hopefully can get things done because – With the state taking the lead, I'm not sure we're going to see this stadium for at least another one recruiting cycle, which is five years.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that is, I, I, I don't know if you heard early in my show. I, I said, I'm not, I, you know, I appreciate if the, if the university being involved in some manner to help direct this thing, I don't know who at the university has the expertise or the experience or the knowledge to do that. Number one, number two, I I worry about state programs and state developments because generally speaking, in the state of Hawaii, and if someone knows different than this, what I'm going to say, tell me, call me. Generally speaking, <laughs> state program state programs here, all the contracts usually go to the lowest bidder. Okay, the lowest bidder. Mm-hmm. If you have been in business and built a home or built done anything. The cheapest contractor, the cheapest guy, that is bidding on a project, and I've done a number of projects. Believe me, in my career, you you don't want to use the cheapest guy because he usually comes in with the cheapest product, the the least qualified uh, tradesmen and experienced guys, and the products, the, the the finished result looks like you went with the cheapest and lowest bidder.
0: I don't want already, that to you know, be the case. And already in state projects, the low bid comes in, and then they have what they call change fees. They change everything. The project ends up costing three, four, five times the expected price. I mean, i.e., the real, i.e., so many other state projects here in the state of Hawaii. And I don't want to sound like a libertarian, but somebody please tell me something that government does well because we can talk about schools, parks. We can talk about airports, harbors. There's a lot of things now that, you know, that could be parks, uh, bathrooms, everything that could be so much better in this state. And now pu- they want to do this project by themselves. when It's going to take three weeks for David Ege to have a press conference to tell us the direction, and then they still haven't torn the stadium down yet. I mean, I hate to keep saying that San Diego State had the same time frame, but they got Snapdragon Stadium open and it's beautiful and we haven't tore our stadium down yet in the same exact time frame same scenario
1: yeah it's uh it's kind of scary to think that we're about <laughs> to invest 350 or 400 million dollars of our of our yours and mine and everybody that's listening to the show mm-hmm. taxpaying dollars into a project that we're we I mean it just there's got to be there's got to be better minds that make decisions than what we're seeing right now, and and I'm I'm really concerned going forward. I am so so concerned going forward. What's going to happen with this, with the with the stadium? It's got to be more than just a stadium. It, it can't be TC Ching on steroids. It's got to be more than just a stadium. It's got to be a complex, a destination place, a something that can stand on its own when the lights are not on in the stadium.
0: Ardia, we've been through this already with Aloha Stadium really hosting college eight University of Hawaii or seven University of Hawaii games, some high school football games, and a swap meet. We need an entertainment district. Yes. This state is starving for entertainment. It deserves so much better with 10 million tourists with, you know, the tax base that we have, with military spending, with, the, you know, the price of uh, housing and all the other influences on this wonderful economy. It deserves an entertainment complex, but I am so worried about the state coming through with anything on time and on budget.
1: Well, state projects, it, I, I wish someone would call me and tell me one that came in on budget, on time, and, 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 uh, and with good quality. Because I, you know, that that's my my concern is we have an opportunity to build a world class stadium and world class entertainment district in the greatest place in America. Why aren't we taking advantage of that?
0: All right, did you remember the year where like Snoop Dogg came, Eminem came, the Eagles came, and all those concerts, and they were pretty much sold out. The Green, there's Max Holloway, there's you know there's the Lee sisters, there's a uh, Tamua, this so much good entertainment through, you know, not only the United States, but through Asia that would come play here for our residents who are starving for entertainment that have recreational dollars for whatever reason that don't get the entertainment that they deserve and need because we don't have the facilities and, I just don't get it. I don't get it because, like, like you and I both say, this is the most beautiful state in the world with the best weather, the best people, all these things. But there's so much more we could do for our taxpayers, for our residents.
1: Well, I've said it, and I'll continue to say it. We've got hundred thousand dollar thinkers making multi million dollar decisions. We've got to change some of that. I mean, I'm I'm really afraid going forward what's going to happen. Uh, with uh with the stadium with the the whole plan i mean i know there's there's a you know three weeks from now there's supposed to be things known i don't know why it takes three weeks for it to come out if it if it's come out already i'm hoping they're not going to scramble and develop a plan in three weeks i don't think that's possible but i i will sit back and wait and we'll see what what uh what is brought forth all i know is that uh, the University of Hawaii being, being involved is, is great because we're going to be, we meaning you and I as alumni and the university, we're going to be the major tenants of the stadium. And, and that stadium has got to be a world-class facility. If it's anything short of world-class and quality, when every place around that is building facilities it's like wow. I don't want the University of Hawaii's new facility to be, wow, can you believe they built that? Versus, wow, isn't that something special?
0: No, I'm in total agreement with that. And I think that the University of Hawaii football program, you know, it was only two thousand and seven where June Jones had fifty thousand people watching a football game. And people talk about millennials and social media and you know it's an it's an off campus stadium and young people don't go to games and all those other things they do when you're winning they do when you're consistently winning and it's an exciting project and we just have to get somehow this university wide football program get behind Timmy try to support this thing because there's no alternative i've had more people this week tell me hawaii should be a one double a program and they don't understand the financial ramifications for all the gender equity non revenue producing sports and just in general, we don't want to be playing Weber State and Portland State. We want to be playing the big dogs. We want to be in a conference. We want to have television contracts. We want our kids to have somewhere to go if they're not recruited by these bigger schools on the mainland. So I'm just... Uh, I, I'm a little nervous about the future, but uh, you know, just continue to pray and uh, wish for the best, I guess.
1: Well, that, that's really what we can do, man. I appreciate you spending some time with us. I, You know... P- people may not always like what we say you me and other people who are not always like on the on the bandwagon so to speak but no one can deny that your heart is in the right place that you have done more for the university and for athletes and for 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 players to try and help them become as successful as they can be especially if they want to play the game of football or in my case basketball or baseball or whatever it is but we also we want to give we want to give everything we can to have University of Hawaii be great, not okay, not 1% better, but be absolutely great. And anybody that doesn't understand the passion that you have for the University of Hawaii and for the program, they, they don't quite get it. Uh, they are completely out to lunch because I know I know how much you want this university to be successful and for, for athletes that come through the, the high school programs here, you want them to look at the University of Hawaii as a true alternative to going away to one of the so called big schools. You want them to look at UH and go, I'm staying home and playing for UH.
0: Are right, you you know the thing I always say is this get let's charter seven forty seven and get the governor the senators, the legislatures on that plane, and just go to the Mountain West schools, go to Boise State, go to Wyoming, go to Colorado State, go to UNLV, go to all these other schools, see the facilities and how they treat their athletes and what their athletes deserve, and then you're going to see how far behind we are. And Maybe somebody will you know, step to the plate and do something.
1: Well, we'll see, man. I appreciate you spending some time with us. We took a, more than a few moments, but that was good. I appreciate you, Rich. Anyway, have a great rest of your day. Hopefully, Hawaii gets a win tomorrow. There you go. All right. Thank you, brother. Rich Miano, and we'll be back with more On Point right after this. All right. Welcome back to the show. Enjoy talking with Rich Miano. He mentioned something about uh, nutrition and everything, and I need to give a shout-out to Ryan Tanaka, Giovanni Pastrami. He has taken the lead to help the University of Hawaii athletes with uh, a number of other restaurants who have jumped on board to help uh, feed and give the athletes uh, additional support. And I, I just need to shout out to Ryan Tanaka. He has been incredible. Saw a need, stepped up, and he is building upon it. So Giovanni Pastrami, for people, go out. Check out Giovanni Pastrami because they have great food and they are truly supporting stepping up to help the university and the athletes and that's what this is about helping the athletes be better and have greatness so thank you to ryan for that a couple things we're going to switch horses now because i get frustrated talking about uh, things that are happening in certain parts of uh the sports world um but the nba we got into Ime Udoka, his problems at the Celtics, but Tanner is informed, and there's a new 100 that has come out from ESPN that is the top 100 in basketball.
2: They're coming up.
1: They're coming up. They're going to come up and they're going to announce the for top, this season. For this season, the top 100 and the top five. Who is in the top five per ESPN? At least this is what is being said.
2: So this is from uh, ESPN. From five to one, Steph Curry. Steph. Four. Joel Embiid. Joel
1: is four.
2: Three. Luka Doncic. Luka
1: is three.
2: Two. Nikola Jokic. Jokic. And number one is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm sure you'll write write out the entire last name. Yeah. See you writing.
1: Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. Yeah, Wow, so you got Giannis 1, the Joker 2, Luka 3, Embiid 4, and Steph 5. How are you feeling about that?
2: You know, I think when you look at it, you have to look at it with context of last year too. Because I think the initial question, a lot of people looking at this is saying, where's LeBron and where's KD? LeBron is at 6, KD is at 8.
1: They got LeBron at six, KD at eight. Who is seven?
2: Jason Tatum.
1: Tatum is seven. And then nine.
2: So yeah, to round out, nine is Ja Morant, and ten would be Devin Booker.
1: Okay, I mean, when I when I take take a moment and look at this and think about this, I could probably come up with a different. Number of, from ten down to one, but I'm not going to say that these ten wouldn't be my ten because they might actually be my ten when I when I look at it. Um, who who would who would be off of this? Who would who is not on this list of ten that you think should be considered?
2: I think that's that's a great question because I now have to think in my head. Okay, who is not on the list currently? Yeah, who is not I'm on not this thinking list of right now?
1: Yeah, who is not on this list? So
2: knocking on the door right now at eleven, according to him, is James Harden, who, if you look at the yeah. offseason, though, James Harden has slimmed down considerably. Well, he and
1: he needed to, yeah. But
2: so and Kawhi Leonard being at twelve, but I, yeah. I, when you look at the guys on the outside, these are guys that you see as really great players, but I'm not necessarily sure if they're top ten like a Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Trey Young. These are guys who, you know, put all they can on the court. But then I look at the other 10, and I'm like, but I like these guys a lot better. So I would guess if there's one guy, maybe if he's playing at the top of his game, maybe CP3. Because at least in the regular season, he does tend to show up very well for his team. I'm not going to talk about playoffs yeah, uh yeah. for CP3 in vital games but I'm I like the guys from 1 through 10 I would probably shuffle them around in my own way yeah, yeah uh yeah, but yeah. I I don't have an issue with it
1: yeah no I I like I said I can make a case for these these 10 to be the 10 but I mean Kawhi Leonard now he was not healthy but man, Kawhi Leonard's pretty special and you and then Jimmy Butler, he had a great run there for a moment. Um, James Harden, I, I wouldn't, he wouldn't be in my top 15. I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in James Harden, and it's not a one-year disappointment. It's been like a three-year disappointment for me that he has just fallen completely off as far as being a great player. Trey Young... I don't know. There's something missing for me with Trey Young, and I like him a lot. Uh, CP3, I am a huge CP3 guy. Um, Okay, I'm going to throw somebody out there. Kyrie Irving.
2: Is he playing for the entire season or not?
1: yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. But if he's
2: playing the entire season.
1: He's in my top ten if he's playing.
2: Kyrie, I think a lot of people forget because we haven't seen him for a long time. He's unbelievable. He is a he's a he's a top three point guard. Oh, he's healthy. Yeah, Kyrie. and probably the best ball handler. Not yeah. probably. I'll retract that statement. Yeah, he, is, he is the yeah. best ball handler yeah. in the NBA.
1: Yeah, Kyrie is pretty special.
2: And when we saw him in the last last couple of games, he was putting up forty bombs like every yeah. night. Yeah. So he shows he can still do it. And if he's out there, if KD's healthy out there. I mean and if Ben Simmons, you know, does come out and shows that he is a good teammate for his Brooklyn Nets, who knows, maybe Kyrie's on a on a on a comeback player of the year award race here.
1: Hey, you you mentioned the guy Ben Simmons. There there should be odds of whether he ever plays again because I'm not sure Even when I hear him speaking now, I mean, he still has love for Philadelphia. He still owns a a condo in Philadelphia and this and that. Ben, have you been working out? Ben, have you been getting in shape? Ben, have you been working with a shooting coach to try and become at least a 40% field goal shooter uh, outside of dunks and lay-ins? That's what I want to hear him talking about, all the work he's putting in to become a better basketball player. That's an interesting thing. Let me ask you this, and we've got to take another break, I know. Of these top five, Giannis, the Joker, Luca, Joel Embiid, or Steph Curry, if you were awarded the Phoenix Suns franchise and you could have one of these guys, because we don't want the owner to be there anymore, who would you take of those five?
2: You see, for me, I got to go. It's between the three Europeans. In my brain right now. Uh It's between Luka, Jokic, and Giannis for me, man. Would it be? In my head, I'm thinking, is it? I mean, you know, I'm going to do this because I'm pretty sure he already is the Phoenix Suns owner. I'm taking Luka.
1: Okay, you're going to take Luka. Yeah, the the official owner of Uh, the Phoenix Suns. uh, All right, okay. All right, we got to take another break, I know. Uh, and uh, we'll come back and we'll finish some of these conversations. And let me give it some more thought. We'll be back right after this. All right, welcome back to the show, boy. This uh, top 100, the ESPN is putting out there the top five: Steph, Joel Embiid, Luca, the Joker, and Giannis. Who? Who would I take to start my team? I'm sorry, I can't go European. I'm taking Steph. Uh, that's just me. I'm taking Steph to start my team.
2: Are you taking now Steph? Or I'm ta- is it like yeah, I'm taking or is Steph it like now. Steph over his career? I'm taking
1: Steph now. Because Steph now is still I mean, who who do you want to take the last shot of those five? You I,
2: want? I it's it's between two for me. Who's between it's between Luca and Steph.
1: Yeah, I want Steph now. See I like
2: Steph has done it at Steph the has highest done it really level. Really well, but you know who also has done it at the highest level as well? Who's that? Luca. Yeah, but Luca's Luca. Luca put it. a team on his back and took out the number one seed, being down 3-0. Yeah,
1: but Luca has Luca won an NBA championship.
2: The, no, are the Dallas Mavericks at a level of a team that that's support my point? That?
1: So I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm still. If I'm taking one player from that top five, I'm taking Steph one.
2: We are comparing like the best player of all time to one of the best players of all time to come up. Yeah. Well Luca so.
1: Luca's gonna be special. I'm 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 a Luca fan. I I wanna see Luca in shape. I wanna see Luca take off some of that baby fat he has. I wanna see Luca stop crying to the referees and complaining all the time.
2: He's just trying to act like LeBron, you know?
1: Well he's turning he's going between LeBron and Manu. You know, Manu used to do that an awful lot, but I wanna see I wanna see Luca in shape, just like I wanna see the Joker. I'm I may take the Joker of all bigs, I may take the Joker over all the other bigs. Because I just think he is durable, he is solid, he gives you effort and energy. He's he's not he doesn't fall down every so often. I mean he is just a solid big guy. Passes, shoots it, rebounds. He's not athletic, but he just gets the job done.
2: And he's got the best bodyguards in the NBA. Oh, his brothers, his brothers are studs, huh? Hey, if you out. could, if you could stop the uh, Morris twins. Yeah, he. You got you got that's some good that's yeah. a good put on your resume yeah, right there. Yeah,
1: boy, that's a movie. That is a movie. No no question about it. All right, who do you got tomorrow? Hawaii or New Mexico State?
2: I got Hawaii and I'm going to go with an ugly score. I think it's going to be 24-18.
1: Wow, you think that Hawaii is
2: going to give up 18 points to New Mexico State? I it's not going to be the defense's fault at some point like we've seen the last couple of weeks. The yeah. Hawaii's offense has put the defense in Getting in bad. rough situations. Yeah, yeah. I I like us, but I'm gonna also, you know, preempt that. And, you know, I got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping for to come out of non conference play two and three. And I think that's probably like the best situation a lot of people had coming out of non conference play right. in the offseason. I was probably one of those guys that said we're going to be three and two guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Let's stay optimistic. I
1: think think you were very optimistic. I think I've seen it. That's the uh, 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that see, I, on the other hand, have a few more rings around the tree and I have wisdom. I never thought we would be three and two coming into this. I, I think we're about where I was expecting us to be with the chance to get another win tomorrow. I thought New Mexico state would be a game that we should be able to win. Um, I'm hopeful that we can come out and play extremely well and get a win and get a little momentum going in the right direction. We'll see what happens with that. It's going to be difficult to find, but you can hear it right here on ESPN 1420 with the Veneri Brothers tomorrow, so check that out. I'm sure Josh has got a pregame thing going on as well. Check Big that City out. Big City
2: Diner at Windward Mall. Big They'll City also Diner? be showing the game.
1: Oh, Big City Diner at Windward Mall. Maybe worthwhile driving over to Big City Diner Winward Windward Mall. Will they be showing it at other Big City Diners, I wonder? Oh, just Windward Mall. Okay, well, hey, go check it out. Have fun with that. And to everybody, have a fantastic weekend, and I'm excited to see what the governor comes out with in three weeks. See you later, Hawaii.